I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And, and we're, we're the, the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. Nailed it. Nailed it. And today here, <laughs> we are podcasting live at the State Fair. Again, we're in the Coliseum on the State Fairgrounds for... Anita, tell us the name of the show. I love making people come to the Coliseum, especially people with the horse background. So I had Tara come out here knowing that she had grown up showing horses and that she would be cool with catching a little horse flavor. We are at the Minnesota uh, 4-H horse show. It's their state show. So it's the championship show, I guess you would say, for the 4-Hers. And they come out with their best times. And they come in grade levels. And you're talking sixth graders or turning barrels and all the way up to college level. So it's been a fun week. And um, if you didn't quite catch that, we have our guest, Tara Thatcher, here again. Once again, if you missed our episode where she was in here first, go back to episode um, number two, two, I think. Yep. Um, it was an awesome episode there. Go check that out. And otherwise, today, um, we are going to talk all about expectations regarding anything in the fitness industry here. So Anita's competed. Tara's competed. She has a business in... Our, the competing industry. So we're all definitely intermingled in the industry and we have dealt with and seen and heard of a lot of different expectations, meeting expectations, falling short of expectations, exceeding them, etc., etc. So let's start off with, does anyone have a story regarding any expectations that they've had and how did it go? I do. I have a story. Um, I, I have competed I competed for about eight years, and the specific show that I'm talking about is in 2008. I did the NPC North Star, and I was in a class of 20-figure girls in the tall class. This was the big class. It was a big class. Oh, my class. God, in the talls, too? That's a yeah. big class. So we got out for pre-judging, and um, I was really excited. I was working with a new trainer. I got moved to the middle of the entire group. And I got, I stayed there. Everyone got moved around me, and I asked my trainer after prejudging, "What do you, you know, what do you think?" And he said, "Well, probably first or second. If you're second, you're second to your friend." And he said, "Who?" And and I was like, "Oh, cool." So I definitely had set an expectation for myself, um, being first place or second place, and I was okay with either. Um, we got to the night show, and I got pulled out for the top five for a trophy presentation, and I I definitely expected that. Um, and then they called fifth place and they called my name and I had to fix my face because I was definitely disappointed. Yeah. I had an expectation of first or second and fifth was not where I thought I was going to be. And it felt like I felt my heart drop. I, I definitely had to think about, you know, okay, I don't want to display poor sportsmanship. So how am I going to handle this? Did you, did you wear it on your face? Did you ever, do you feel that you exposed it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I probably did. I probably did for a second and, and thought about because my coach was big on, on sportsmanship. Yep. We had talked about it. So it was definitely there for a second. I fixed it. I was, I was proud to be there. I was also in a class of 20. So fifth fifth place wasn't awful in the grand scheme of things. Um, I also knew that I did want to compete again. And so how was I, that in your competing career? That was 2008. Um, what my goal for that year was to qualify for, for nationals. Okay. And I had already qualified. I think it was the weekend before I did the NPC um, Midwest Championships. Okay. I won my class and I won the overall. So I was coming off of that yeah, into, gotcha. a, into oh. a bigger show that I was, I was really like feeling like I had some good momentum mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I was excited to have my trainer there. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a very humbling moment for me where I realized, you know what, how would I want to see somebody do this? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't ever want to show people an ugly side of the sport. It is okay to be disappointed. And my expectation was set so high that anything less than first or second place was just not going to cut right. it for Especially me. Especially coming mm-hmm. off with the first right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. prior to that. Mm-hmm. Which you had something yep. similar this spring. Oh, and last the last oh, time I competed too, yeah. I had oh. competed at the NPC show and I got first in my novice class and I got third in open, but I was like, I'm going to the naturals <laughs> class. Like, I'm going to go swim in this small pond. I'm going to yeah. rock it. I got like fourth. Yeah. Like, I did not. I yeah. thought that if I did so well in the NPC yeah. category, that you know 
competing against people, like just different group of people that I would have done better. Uh-huh. Turns out these natty girls don't mess around. So <laughs> I, I now, you know. now you know. And it, it was fine. And I just kind of ended my season after that. I, I did expect to do a lot better. Like I was, you know, being fed that, you know, I had a shot at my pro card. And that was the last time I competed too. So that was really like, well, I didn't think I would ever become a pro or like think that I could get my pro card. But during that prep, you know, my coach was like, no, like this is within reach. So then I thought, you know, I could have a shot at it there. Still the belief a little yep. bit stronger. And so then I was like, okay, I know what I got to do for the next year and a half. Yep. Competed again. So then this spring I had two of like the expectations. Like for, I competed the first show this spring was at the Diva and I won my class and it was like crazy, awesome. I was super on cloud nine. And during the pose down, like, I mean, I thought I had it in the bag. I heard all the people in the audience were, like, screaming my name. I didn't hear anyone else. If you looked at me all on on the side, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I got it. She won it. At least you were able to feel it. Oh, yeah. Like, and I think that helped with my eventual manifestation of it. But, like, seriously, they were reading off, like, what the first place winner was going to get. They were, like, the protein tub and the sword. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Give it to me. Like, seriously, I want to see the the video of me on the sideline before they called the names. Because, like. I was ready for it. Yeah. Didn't come, and I was like, well, I still got first, and I got yeah. did great in figure, and yeah. that was really fun for me. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I got two more shows this fall, yeah. like, I'm, or this spring. I'm like, I'm not worried about it. Like, yeah, let's I have just, time. yeah, I have yeah. time to go and try it again. Yeah. And then went down to Iowa, and I was like, okay, another show. Like, let me do this. Got out there. The girl who was in the class who had delts the size of my head was like, I think they really liked you. I think you won. And I was like, Oh, well, that's awesome. They put me in the middle. They were kind of, they were liking me a lot. And then, you know, awards came and the girl, she beat me. And despite whatever, what people thought in the audience, whatever, I didn't let, like, I can never see what people see on the audience. So, like, I don't get upset, like, right after the show. Cause, like, you gotta listen to what the judges were. For all I know, right. For all I know, like, she could have looked way better than me. And, like, I know that everyone there is rooting for me is biased. Like, I know they like me. Like, that's why they're, that's why they're there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't let that, like, affect me. I was like, okay, like, I didn't see the pictures. You know, when I see the pictures, that's when it sets in. Like, that's when my expectations, like, can get readjusted. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And then, you know, my third show of the year, I was I thought about competing again in between. I had a, a gap week, and I thought about going and doing another show. Ooh. Uh-huh. So that would have been – yeah. I was like, you know, I'm so close. My body's ready. I really feel like I, des- like I deserve to be a pro. Like, I feel like a pro right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I just need to get in, the right, right, in front of the right judges at the right time. And, you know, kind of talked it over with Anita, with my coach, and just decided that – I was going to wait for another week and to try to make some more changes that I could, like use the time that I had to pull off a couple more pounds, come in a little bit leaner. That was like the biggest area that I had to work with and then try it again at the Mr. Miz, which was a bigger, the biggest show in Minnesota. but sometimes you got to go big, right? Yeah, which Mm -hmm. that's kind of where it all started too. So I was like, okay, like this will be fun. Let's just like end it out. And I was even still before I competed, I was like, okay, if this doesn't work, Mm -hmm. I can go out to Seattle. Yeah which I didn't want to have to do, but I was, like, entertaining the idea. You were, and you were so close, you were getting nibbles on that pro card right. that you were ready to keep pushing forward. Right, so, like, I, like I, won the, I won my class at the Diva. I got second, but the girl who beat me won the overall. So, like, you know, I could have been in a different class, and I might have won that class. Mm-hmm. So then I won my class at the Mr. and Ms., and then I was up against in the overalls. Um and we were out there for a long time and I didn't really have any expectations at that point like obviously the whole season my goal was to get my pro card but at that point I just love pose downs so I was having the time oh, of my yeah. life yeah and it was funny too because um one of my other teammates I told her when I helped her with her posing I was like I'm gonna see you in the overalls because yeah. you look good and I'm yeah. like salty that I'm helping you yeah. <laughs> but it was like a, it was a good humor I was yeah, like definitely totally. it yeah. like wanted her to win and stuff and I actually did see her in the overalls so that was really cool yeah. like being side by side with my teammate in yeah. the overalls uh-huh. um and then they announced as soon as they announced they were handing out two pro cards because the scores were really close or there was enough competitors whatever it was like kind of my whole crowd in the audience just went wild because obviously it must have been pretty close between yeah. me and someone else that they didn't know for sure if I was going to get it or not. So when they announced there was two, they were like all like took a sigh of relief yeah. and were like, they okay, were, knew, yeah, <laughs> it was going to be one of the yeah. two. I wasn't sure if they were giving out two right. cards that day. Yeah. And honestly, like I, I really hope that if I did get my pro card, I really wanted to just 
get it the first place win only because my two oldest brothers, brothers both yeah. got their pro cards in the second place win, just like I did. So I got the soul curse of the second place pro card. You got card. it. You got it. It still counts. But you still got it. But it's it. not you as sweet. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I didn't make any posters. I didn't. Right. I got my pro card. It's I there, know. but it's but like a secret there. But right. sometimes, like the pro card, the people that win don't end up on the poster anyways. Like I've, I've had clients really? that have won it first and their pro card and Who like first place pro card and isn't on the poster. What? Yeah. That's weird. That sure is weird. Happens. But yeah. it's good that you didn't like having the expectation was hard for me because if I, if I didn't get it, I was angry. Right. And and I was I'm not real angry. I was disappointed. You know, I was just I was ready for something more. But I thought about like, okay, I don't want people to think I'm a sore loser yeah, when right. I'm leaving. Like, how am I going to interact with people? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cry. Like I wanted to cry. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought about. Like, okay, I have to wait till I get out of the building. <laughs> I will cry in the car. And then I went to Pizza Luce yeah. and cried into a pizza <laughs> and felt really freaking good. But then I was just, then I was over it. You know, yeah. like I had my initial like emotional moment right, and yeah. then I was able to move forward and just like, you know what, this doesn't, really doesn't matter. Yeah. And right. I'm going to move forward. And the only goal was to qualify for nationals. I, I won the overall yeah. already. So I'm, I've been qualified. I'm okay. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it just, and after that, I didn't, I had a goal and I recognized the difference between goals and expectations. So I set a goal. Like when I went to nationals, my, my goal was top half of the class. And if I could break that top 15, that was, that was real sweet. Mm -hmm. So that was my goal. And when I changed from having an expectation to setting a goal, yeah. it didn't mean that everything was lost if I didn't achieve right. that. Right. Right. It, was, it was something that I had set for myself that wasn't, I didn't expect it, but that's what I was after. That was your trajectory, yeah. but it wasn't necessarily going to dictate your right. happiness. Right. right. I and it, yeah, it, it helped me have accountability and motivation to work towards that instead of like having an expectation where it kind of just robbed me of any other experience other than that. Right. Cause you're only focused on trying to get that end result or that number placing when your morning could have been more filled with joy and relaxing and all of that good stuff and try right. to enjoy the entire day or the entire trip as a whole and not just that end goal at the end of the night mm -hmm. after a long day. Right. In which, since I've been surrounded by, you know, both people like both of you who have been feeding in my ear ever since I got into this sport, like, it's a subjective sport, you know, it's an opinion, you don't know who's going to show up that day. I've seen my family members, quote unquote, robbed of winning, you know, mm -hmm. I've seen it happen, there's always a freak. So mm -hmm. like my, my goal for the was like, you know, I'm going to be the freak. And you yeah. know, like, so that's what I tried to be. Yeah. But like, you at the end of the day, you really can't, like, you, you can't, can't control, control who shows no, up. No, no. You can, you know, you see people that win at different shows and that doesn't mean that they're, you know, I've seen worse physiques win at some shows and then you just see all of the best people in the area all at one show and you wish they all could have won. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, yeah, they all showed right. up the same show, they all the can't win. Yeah. So, and that's the hard thing about the sport is there's no points. You can't like earn points to get better to win. Right. You can't do things better to get you closer it's just one judge's opinion versus another judge's opinion and judges are humans yeah and you know humans and have, have biases preferences. and yeah preferences some people like a different shaped body than others especially with a sport that's like bikini it's there's not it's not very clear cut of like what the expectation is for the ideal physique and like yeah the two people that it was really hard going into the third show for me because the girl who beat me at the first show had a very you know, curvy, like more bikini style look. She had a very hourglass look, um, like softer like that. Mm -hmm. And then the girl who beat me up the second show was very muscular and had more of an athletic look. Very lean. Very lean and had a lot of muscle. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, well, where do I go from here? Yeah. What am I supposed yeah. to look like? Yeah. So and I just went you, with whatever look you, I brought. And you, yeah. yeah, you had to go with, and you had to own the your powerful own look. look. I'm not sexy. I'm not flirty. That's not me. So and I, I think just, that shows a girl who's trying to be something else on stage. If she, yes. if she can come into her own and own her own look, that's mm -hmm. how you're going to present it. Right. Well, yeah. you need to know your body style and shape and what you look like lean and and your type of personality with your posing or who you want to be on stage. Mm -hmm. And that's how you create it and own it. But a lot of girls have to look to other people on stage to see is what would fit me. Right. You don't know what to do. You're yeah. making every, we're all making it up, right? Yeah. We're all trying to play this role <laughs> yeah. when we're on stage. And then we step off and we're normal human beings. But at the same time, it's just, you've got to take what you are, what mm -hmm. you look like, who you are, and then create that. 
and that's what you did. Right. I just went with whatever I had because I couldn't and make I anything all different. Have. Yeah, and I feel like the more genuine and and you mm-hmm. you are on stage, that's what you control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You control like a lot of people that get into this this competition industry have a lot of control issues. Mm-hmm. I will I will oh, t- offer yeah. myself up and say that I am one of them. <laughs> with, like recovering control freak. <laughs> control, you need a t-shirt that's right, that. recovering control freak. I like it. But like of, of the things that you can control, like sometimes you have to let go of that control and just be you. Like mm-hmm. with with the stage stuff. Like if you can just let go, if you can practice to a place where you're just comfortable and you just know your body and you're just you, mm-hmm. that's what that's right. what I want to see on stage. It doesn't hurt to watch a video of yourself though. No, Cause sometimes when, helpful. when I'm a little bit of me, I start wailing the arms around and it's like I a chicken those, got out of the pen. I think one of those takes is currently on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure I do have. I think it's there. I have my top hat practice videos <laughs> on YouTube. Not many people have seen them, but if I get a little too me, yeah. it's a little too chicken wing crazy. So videos were a big help. Yeah. I went to Tara was a big help just to kind of point out what she was seeing and like go with that. Yeah. That works for you. You're kind of working in this manner yeah. that we're okay. That is, that's what I feel, you know? Mm-hmm. So watching the videos can help you crisp in what you're trying to get across mm-hmm. and improve what you're doing. And it gives you a way to like help yourself. Like having a coach is super helpful, but I think the goal with any style of coaching is for the client to end up being able to coach themselves absolutely yeah. you know like, right. at some level and then just maybe come in for some pointers mm-hmm. instead of like needing all of the hands-on work taking right. some responsibility Don't expect your coach or someone else to help you with all of those right. details because you have to define that yourself yeah and you have to do the work like i didn't i wouldn't good on stage initially yeah like, that took a lot of practice for me. <laughs> oh my gosh my posing when i started off again so rusty i have what was a video it? of my first walk in oh, heels oh my goodness and it will stay in the archives. that's another one it will stay there that, it's bad. she could have trudged through deep deep piles of snow <laughs> with that walk it was that's so amazing. it was painful to watch but then it was <laughs> but then you were able to see that oh, and adjust it yeah. not that season Next <laughs> hey, it doesn't always come together all right away. That's like that's kind of like what the evolution of it is. Yeah. Oh and I think gosh. I think that now, I mean, when I started, I I was practicing off of pictures mm. from magazines. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. there was no video. No. Like there was nobody offering posing help. YouTube like, wasn't a thing like, no. like so fifteen I, years ago. No, I was like uh, I'm like looking at the pictures of quarter turns, trying to figure it out. Like I'd been to a couple of shows. I still didn't know what it was going to yeah. feel like to be on stage. And that was scary. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got there and I almost left. So many, so you almost left. Oh yeah. Really? I had, I have done sports my whole life Yeah, and it has never been an aesthetic comparison. Okay. Oh. I got there and I started looking around and I wasn't ready for that. Oh. I had never been in a group setting. I practiced by myself in a corner of the gym, hoping that nobody would watch. Yeah. And then all of a sudden here are all these women in, in suits. And I'm like, what? the actual oh my what is going on right yeah. now mm-hmm. i was looking around i was just super intimidated because i had never looked at people that way before yeah and that was something that actually was really nice that i didn't have but then i was like very aware of it got it yeah well and i think a lot of girls if, if especially if they haven't been to a bunch of shows or been backstage mm-hmm. they get back there mm-hmm. how many girls have come up to you and they're like starting to compare girls backstage mm-hmm. yeah. and they're seeing how tall they are they're comparing bodies mm-hmm. and it's like that is no. the last thing you oh do because as, as soon as you put someone on stage or different height classes, everything yeah, looks, di- looks different. A, pump, a yeah. pump will make you look different within five, ten minutes. In so fact, you can't. When I'm backstage, I try to not look at anyone. Like yeah. it's no. it's as if they're all naked, which yeah. they pretty much pretty are. Much are. Yeah. I try to just like only look people in the eye and be like, oh, you look really pretty. Like, yeah. good luck. Yeah. And like just stare at my coach. Like, yeah. tell me what to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I, I try not to look at anyone because I'll get in my head too yeah. much. I would too, and I would be of the variety where I came with like a full tracksuit on mm-hmm. over my suit, and I I kept that sucker on until I had to take it. Got off. it. Because I didn't want to be in that game. Mm-hmm. Like it was, if I needed to be alone, mm-hmm. like for me to project energy on stage, mm-hmm. I needed to be alone, mm-hmm. and I needed to be focused on what I was. That was my task at mm-hmm. hand. 
And if I didn't take it seriously, I wasn't very good out there. So I had to be really focused. And, and to me, that meant not doing the chatting thing because yep. that is hard for me. Like socialization is hard yeah. for me. No, that was me. I'm, a, I'm the hype man backstage. Yeah. yeah. People love me. You like, like that. I love like hanging that. out with people. That, was, that made me really calm. Like when I did my first three competitions, I was like, tried to stay in the zone, tried to listen to the headphones, mm. do all that, what I had seen other people do. Mm. And like, I just got scared. Yeah. And then when I just, this last season, I was like, okay, but this is my first rodeo. I'm just going to go and like, these other girls look really nervous. And I had to be like, listen, how long did you prep for? Yeah. All right, I know. go have some fun. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Like yeah. the hard part's over. We can't control anything else. The only thing you can control is your posing presence and mindset. Like mm-hmm. get out there. And go have a good time. That's the only thing you can do, and that's the only thing that's going to make you. If you stress out about it, you're going to look worse. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. And talking about that helped me a lot. And I yeah. didn't have any, like, pre-stage, like, nerves or anything. Like, I was just, like, talking in line with people. Like, yeah, are you ready? Like, yeah. oh, this is so much fun. Like, oh, whatever. Like, just yeah. shooting the crap at people. Yep. And that's what helped me it relax. Helps. So it's, it's – and, like, I'm talking with people that are getting closer to their shows right now about, like, how – how are you? How does that day look for you? Like, what serves you best? Are you somebody who likes being around mm-hmm. other people? Do you like to be alone? Like, especially if your show is not until the evening, what are you going to do that day mm-hmm. to help you conserve your energy and be ready for mm-hmm. the stage when you get there? Absolutely. So talking about it, like bringing it up beforehand, nobody, nobody talked to me right. about that. I was like, oh. Right. And not even know uh, what to expect from yourself or how you should be acting. Yeah. I'm typically, because I've been in the business for so long and a game day provider, like we, mm-hmm. PFG is there and we're gluing butts, we're checking hair. We're doing mm-hmm. this and that. <laughs> I went game day at our first oh, bodybuilding yeah. show, and I was I was I didn't eat into the week like and like my look wasn't changing if I was helping other people or not. So yeah. I don't think that would have changed it. But after that day, I was like, okay, my mindset needs to be different. I wasn't mm-hmm. disappointed in my day because I love helping people, mm-hmm. and it felt great to be a competitor, which I hadn't been in six weeks or six years. Um, but then still be able to provide help and enjoy that part. Like that was my favorite part mm-hmm. of the day. Um, cause the, the button, the, the button. Oh my God. I was overly momming Camille a little bit. It was but, like 20 minutes before I went on stage and someone asked someone else like where their number was for the button. And she like dropped everything she was doing, like ran across the room. And was I like, thought we got to get your button on Camille. And I, I thought was like, Camille needed to be on stage and needed a button. I couldn't let her down Aww. on that aspect, but I it was, scared. Oh my God. It was so funny. She's like, what? I kept stirring her up. But then because awesome. of, um, how my first show turned out and how I, my placing what was at my first show. going into that? Um, did you have expectations at the diva? before the Diva? Yeah. I expected to look different. Okay. What well, I looked, What do you mean? I didn't, I messed up on my peak week. Okay. And I was so deflated that I looked okay. a mess. My body weight didn't change maybe a pound from show to show. I miss eight. I messed everything up during my peak week. And then with my tan going complete botch, it was, it was a disaster. So you couldn't see me. I was super flat, and you couldn't see me under that tan anyway. But the day itself was amazing. I loved yeah. it. I didn't yeah. like the end of it, the outcome. Right. But again, that was just out of my control. But I knew on the next show, the Mr. Ms. Minnesota, once I decided to do it, because I almost didn't do it, um, I knew that this time I'm going to approach the day differently mm-hmm. and go keep it calm and collected and keep to myself. And more about mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And not because I didn't enjoy it the first mm-hmm. time. It's because I needed to, I needed a different mindset because getting on stage this time was much harder yeah. than, than the diva. Yeah. The diva was nothing but fun. I had no expectations. I hit all my goals. I had hoped to look better on stage, but my, I was already excited about the day. The next one was get me out of last place mm-hmm. and feel, feel, let show people that you, you do belong up there. Mm-hmm. Show people that you messed up the first time around and you can get your crap together because you've been in the industry for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I just took a different approach that day, not because I didn't was disappointed the first time, but I, I chose to approach it differently. And I think a lot of girls can choose to do that. Mm-hmm. Even if the first one wasn't bells and whistles or maybe the first one was awful. Choose your day and how you're going to be all day because the next day it's all over. Right. And treat yourself good that day. Don't binge eat the food in between. Don't feel crummy. Save it for the next day. Some girls just go binge eating in the middle yeah. of the shows yeah. if it's not consecutive or right after. And, you know, it's just 
kind of allow that day to be the whole day and don't give up that whole journey right then and there. And, you know, I don't know about you ladies, but like after you've won, because we've all won something at this point. Yeah. Do you feel like no one cares? Yes. Totally. Like, yeah. and like not saying that that's no, like, no one cares. I want more people to care about me. Yeah. But, but no, like, but it's that, just yeah. shocking of how like yeah. little there is after the day after. Right. Like, uh, yeah. It's, right. You're I, the same person. Yeah. Life is the same. Yep. You have Nothing really a changed. trophy that's an inch taller. Unless you change like, your Facebook profile name. That's about it. <laughs> Nothing else changes. And please don't do that. You no, didn't do that. Don't do no. Okay, don't do that. It's in my IG, like, in yeah, that thing, but yeah. I have a lot of other things uh, there. But, that's, but no. so, that's such a good point. It's and I actually, I'm moving at the end of the month, and I've been going through my things and, like, looking and, like, mm-hmm. what can I get rid of? What can I let go that just doesn't bring me any joy or happiness? And you know what I just let go of? All of my trophies. I just threw them away. You're like, done. my yep. favorite one was in, like, three pieces you know they're just cheap and what the most meaningful part of each one is the experience and that you will never forget what you've needed what you needed from that is you already have it it's in your memory it's just weird because like people build up so much expectations of like this season will not be successful unless i get that trophy and it's just like getting that trophy getting that like prize and like sure it might i guess that's kind of weird you know hearing people that have been there and being like it's not great Cause like before I got there, I was like, no, it's gonna be great for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. put a lot of value into that. I'm gonna feel yeah. awesome when I'm a pro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel that awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. No, I didn't change anything. No, I have. I, I'm a little bit worse off. I see a lot of other yeah. pros now, and I'm like, oh, you're weird. Oh, you're like yeah. now I gotta compete with. Them. I was like, literally, I was like, where are they, where are they growing these? Like, uh-huh. I I gotcha. totally agree with that because I think that I won my first show, which I think is actually like a big obstacle because you can't do better after that (laughs) other than winning again and when you don't win like people don't understand why Mm -hmm. but if you're in in the thing you know right right but it was just like no you said nobody cares and nothing happened like nobody was banging down my door for anything anything that i got product sponsorship anything like that was something that i pursued it wasn't something that fell in my lap Mm -hmm. so a lot of people i think Anita, back to what your story was, where you took inventory of what happened and you took ex- responsibility for creating your experience. And that's what's missing right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are not taking responsibility mm-hmm. for creating the experience they want. Absolutely. And they are pawning it off on their trainer, their oh. coach, everyone else, the judges. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you create your own experience. So if you're not satisfied, you took responsibility for Absolutely. yourself and you just said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this. Yep. It was fine. Mm-hmm. I just, I would like it to be different. I was happy with these points of the day, but Mm -hmm. I want a different outcome in my award than I need to try different things Mm -hmm. to get there. Right. And we'll try again. And Mm -hmm. that was it. And my expectations for the second show was try not to get last. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, I had stated once before in our other podcast is to fluff my giant peacock feathers and show people that I can fit that role, mm-hmm. I can manifest that body. Mm-hmm. And that was my only goal of that day. Mm-hmm. Out of last and just, you know, show up. Show and up. And that show was, up was yeah. not easy. Yeah. Yeah. And after it after a disappointment like that too, like you could go like I've been in last place before. And that was definitely definitely humbling. So keep going. Yeah. Um, so I, it was there were only three people in the in the class, but I got third. I saw the other people and I knew both of them, and I knew that I wasn't ready. But I had said that I was going to do this goal, and right. I followed through on it, and that was fine. But I also knew I never wanted to feel like that again, where I knew that I wasn't, I didn't try my hardest. I got lazy. I got a little cocky. I got a little lazy, mm-hmm. and that was to show me that if I don't work hard, there are other people out there that are going to work harder. Mm-hmm. And I, I just. I got lazy. So it was a good wake up like, hey, I don't want to feel like this again. So I'm not going to. And I never did. Mm-hmm. So because you can build that sense of like entitlement yeah. throughout your prep. And yeah. like just because you work, you think you've worked harder or like your absolute hardest doesn't mean you worked harder than someone else. And even mm-hmm. if you did, that doesn't mean you're entitled to a better trophy. Exactly. This that's it's not the who worked the hardest competition. No, it's not. And it and it's not judged that way either. Like, so yeah. 
So that's like an unfair, that's an unfair expectation of saying like, I definitely work the hardest. You don't know anyone else up there, what they've been through, Mm -hmm. unless you know them personally and they've been able to be vulnerable with you. You don't really know anyone's story. So I think that how we treat people there is a big, is a big thing. Like I think the respect for other competitors and the respect for everyone else there is really something that is sometimes missing and how we can get really, and I am definitely guilty of this, getting caught up in the comparison. And like, even when I'm watching, I need to watch my words. And like, of course there are people there that I am close with or that I am connected to that I want to see feel really good and be really successful. But that doesn't mean that it has to come at the expense of somebody else. And that never needs to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Has it? Absolutely. It has. I just, I need to be a little bit more mindful of, of how I talk about it. So right focusing on what you could have been like what you could have done better mm-hmm. instead of like how you were better than another person mm-hmm. who beat you like mm-hmm. oh they might have had the better overall package but you still had better quads than them like mm-hmm. that's not that's the right way to go around it yeah that's yeah. definitely right. or yeah or picking apart muscle right. groups in a com- comparison it, it doesn't matter because right. you got to look at everything that happened on stage not just one photo mm-hmm. well, you could, yeah right Video. Yeah. There video. we go. Video. Yeah. If you have video of you on stage, like that is your telling, like right. that's telling right mm-hmm. there. Right. That will give you exactly the feedback that you need to move forward, mm-hmm. to get better, to improve, to see where there's room for improvement right. and to also see what you are good at. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? And a, a quick tip is don't ask an uneducated person in the, in a non bodybuilding manner how you look in comparison to someone else. You shouldn't like ask showing my, I shouldn't ask my mom how you look. Or grandma or auntie, <laughs> just because you want auntie to make you feel better yeah. in that moment. Yeah. She doesn't have a background in knowledge and judging. She doesn't understand what went on that day. She doesn't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. You're only showing her one photo and you know you're showing her the best photo that you And you're in. looking, what are you looking for then? You're looking for validation. You totally are. Maybe instead of looking outward for something like that, especially in this sport, is, is look inward mm-hmm. and find different ways to be satisfied is what yes. what the goals that you, yeah. you've accomplished that day so another angle on like expectations surrounding prep and competing was I had expectations of my prep that were very different than how they turned out like okay. so I took a year and a half off and pretty much did everything that I was supposed to do or everything that I was told to do so I you know I got my calories really high I got my cardio really low like I thought that this was going to be the best place to start my thing and I thought my prep was going to be like rainbows and butterflies straight through to the stage. Like I truly believe that I was like, no, I'm giving my coach 24 weeks, like all these carbs, like he's I'm, I did everything I was supposed to. This is going to be a cakewalk. And like, to be really perfectly honest, it was for the first 20 weeks. So like, I can't complain that much, but the last four weeks were extremely hard. And I got very frustrated with Mm -hmm. the extent that I like things that I had to do or how low my calories had to go. I felt that I was entitled to an easier prep because I worked so hard in the off season. I felt very entitled to having an easier prep. And possibly entitled because you took a longer prep as well. Yes. So because I was like, I even like told my coach, I gave you 24 weeks. Like I didn't want to wait to the last four to get me lean enough. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. did exactly what you told me minus one month where I pushed back. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's who the four weeks maybe came from. Maybe that's what Dusty would say. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. Cringing right now. <laughs> but like, and I've had other women too, who um, have told me before they started their prep, you know, they did what all the things they thought they were supposed to do. And they didn't start losing weight until hundreds of calories have been pulled. And, so you can have all the expectations you want about a prep and set that intention for the prep. But at the end of the day, you can't control what your body's going to do. Like, you just can't control that. And the more you try to control it, the worse it is. The worse it makes it worse. <laughs> you can yeah. stress yourself out of a low end. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and after, like, the first show, the prep is the easiest because you don't know what to expect. It's new for you. And it's, like, the most magical and fun. <laughs> after that... It, it becomes something that you've already done mm-hmm. and you know a little bit more of what to expect and a little, there's a little less magic every time. So at that, like show number 13 for me, there was, <laughs> there was none of that magic left. No, it was like a routine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, get on the stage, yep. do the things, get off the stage. Yep. Like right. it just, it was, it was hard to keep that motivation and that has to come internally Right. Because the first one is exciting because it's brand new. And, of course, it's going to be fun. But then after that, it's just going to be harder. And I have a lot of clients right now who are struggling, man. Like, you know, you get excited 12 to 16 weeks out. Yeah. And now we're four or five weeks out. 
and they got nothing left. They're running on empty. Uh, like it's just you kind of hit a point where it's it's like you have to like mindset. Are you are you gonna stick with it, stay yep. in it, and just do it? And mm-hmm. are you gonna do it because you you said you'd do it? Like what is your reason? So you kind of mm-hmm. have to circle back as to why you started in the first yep. place. And if that's not strong enough, you might not get there. Right. And it's almost like having to look back and being like, okay, so what wasn't hard in the beginning? Mm-hmm. What has become hard now? And why am I choosing it to be harder now mm-hmm. than it was six weeks ago? Mm-hmm. There was times where Camille was talking about the moments of hunger and she was saying it was hard. And I was like, you're choosing to make it hard. You're choosing to be when you're, when you're a little bit hungry or in depleting mode. And granted, you don't want to do that for long periods of time, but in moments of bodybuilding, mm-hmm. you, you will have be hungry. To, you have to. You're, when your to metabolism up, starts you revving up. I woke up in the middle of the night revved up, but I did a longer prep and mm-hmm. I eat into that stuff too. But at the same time, it's your mindset, just like mm-hmm. the day of, it's your mindset is, why am I choosing this to be hard? Can I focus on something that isn't hard and just make this the routine, the mm-hmm. doing, mm-hmm. and not the emotion that can be attached to it? Right. And, and like, I think that the a lot of people are afraid of all of the things that happen but it doesn't have to be fear it can be excitement instead you know like it's a little it can be a little scary totally but it can also just be like oh my gosh this is new for me right i don't know how it's gonna go but i'm gonna try my best to learn and and do my best because it's something that is your responsibility Mm -hmm. like nobody can like hold your hand take you up on the stage Mm -hmm. tell you what to do you know like it's Mm -hmm. just it's you it's on you. And I would say, I mean, the, the, the show day, it's it's got its challenges, but some of the hardest days of prep are the ones when you're by yourself and you're fighting that mental game, mm-hmm. that mental game that's been inhibited because you're changing your nutrition and you're changing the chemical compounds in your body. And now you're added workout and your kids are screaming or something mm-hmm. or something. And now you're crying in the car while you're headed to work. And or it's during like, workout. I those are the, totally, I've cried through a bunch, but a lot of times <laughs> during prep, Ashley's cries. During prep, I allowed the cries to be the cries because I knew a lot of it was what I needed to treat my nutrition because I was pushing it a little too hard. So I try to be aware of why am I crying? Mm -hmm. Is it just an outburst? You know, what's going on? But also I'd allow it to happen because I would have moments of enlightenment after Mm -hmm. just because Mm -hmm. I let myself be free with that emotion when you're trying to grind so much and sometimes you just need to cry. (laughs) And instead of suppressing it and like, Right. And like making excuses or trying to be or, like, oh, I'm just putting that up. up. Yeah, like, it'll be putting, fine. Putting that emotion onto someone else Resentment. and like taking it out yeah. on a friend yeah. or a loved one. Have that moment and let that moment turn into something of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So you know you can either handle the situation differently or look towards those moments and try to just try to handle them better. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find a solution. Yeah. Right. Like there's always there's always a solution for everything. Always a better way to handle everyone. Something. Everyone has their ups and downs on prep. You're going to have it. It's not easier or harder mm-hmm. for everyone. The journey is different, and yeah. something hard to one person is easy to someone else. So you choose what's hard, mm-hmm. and right. you can also choose what can be easy. And just flipping it in that instant was awesome for me. Literally, you're like, you don't, you're choosing to be hungry, and I was like, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. All right, I'm done being hungry. And it was like, okay, that was easy. That was it. And you were able to turn out the rest of prep. It didn't bugger. It didn't bugger anymore because I said, like, you're choosing this Mm -hmm. part of prep. You're choosing it to bug you, Mm -hmm. to let it bug you. Don't let it bug you anymore. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. Cool. That was it. That was easy. And sometimes someone will say that to you and you're going to be like, I don't understand how I'm going to not let it bug me because I'm Mm -hmm. so used to your condition to doing it. But then sometimes you got to work at it, and that's where practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. If you still struggle and you can't, you being hungry makes you hangry, and you can't control. Mm-hmm. Then you got to work at it, just like you got to mm-hmm. work on your posing. Right. Figure it out. Figure out how to find a happy place when you wake up in the morning, and you're not waking up miserable, getting out of bed, being mad about contest prep. You're waking up happy to challenge a new day and see what you can hit. So another thing that is around expectations is what I always hear of people who have never competed, nor will they ever, you know, just gen pop people, what they think about the sport. I think that they expect the sport to be A, healthy, which I don't think it is, and I will explain my reasons why, Um, vain, which I've met some of the most self-conscious women through this sport. Um, I think that it can build up women, but often does not. Mm-hmm. Um, often takes the mirror and kind of puts in their face or they start looking at others um, and actually makes 
creates self-conscious issues regarding their bodies um, and glamorous. Nothing about show day is glamorous <laughs> if you've no, ever been backstage. No, no, if you know what show tan smells like right. and a little bit of BO yeah. and some uh, hairspray. Oh that's about as glamorous as it gets backstage right. on show day. Nothing and better. I just think that the, having that expectation of like what the show is or like from before you got involved with it, that's kind of what everyone kind of thinks it is. They think mm-hmm. it's really fun, glitzy, glam, look very fun. Glamorous. Mm-hmm. And they think it's really healthy. And honestly, during the last entire month of my prep, I was like, I really wish I felt as great as I looked, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel great. I felt like I had less energy. Mm-hmm. And that was yet. the case. Like, it during those last four weeks, I felt like I was absolutely disobeying what my body wanted. Because yeah. your body wants to be at like a healthy equilibrium. And obviously, there's a difference between your body wanting to equalize and you wanting to eat like a a-hole and eat all the foods. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a difference to me. And I felt that I really, like trained myself to listen to know the difference between those two and I was like no my body wants this but I am not giving it it and I'm disregarding it and it felt like terrible to disrespect my body Mm -hmm. in that way Mm -hmm. and disobey it for like a month Mm -hmm. and just be like listen I hear what you need and we'll we'll get there Uh, in 30 days but we have four more weeks of this we got another three shows like when when I prep because I prep myself um, and again, I had my ups and downs with my own prep, but I would, if my body needed fats, I ate fats. If I needed carbs, mm-hmm. I ate carbs. I usually kept my portions very in alignment with where I needed mm-hmm. to be, but I wasn't tracking. And this is, this is years of me playing with my mm-hmm. own weight. I just didn't jump on the, the, the contest prep train and right. make it happen. But I, I did that because I knew I was a mom starting a business and taking on everything else. I knew I needed to allow what my body was going to be asking for. So even when it was close to, you know, nitty gritty time, I kind of cut some things out and added more mm-hmm. protein and creatine and all of that. I just added more food in. Mm-hmm. But I felt I, I, if I was depleting, my body would tell me avocado. It would tell me all the natural But did you feel healthy? When I, I was, just didn't feel like an athlete, and I love feeling like an athlete, and I just didn't feel, like, healthy and optimal as an I athlete. I felt deprived, I right. guess. Yeah, I would say yeah. there's times of being deprived, but again, was that me, you know, wanting a chocolate cake? Where right. Does my body really need chocolate cake, or does that just mean I mean, it might. It might. Right. <laughs> a little bit of chocolate cake, yeah. right? <laughs> I, think, I think that, for me... It was a little bit glamorous because I was such a tomboy growing up. Mm-hmm. I was in the military. Like, I owned literally the mascara and chapstick. Yeah. And so getting, having my friend come with me and do my hair and makeup was exciting because I guess I, yeah. I guess until that point, I hadn't really felt very pretty. Like, mm-hmm. I was fine yep. with how I looked yep. before mm-hmm. that. But I was like, oh, I feel, like, really pretty yeah. right now. Yep. And, mm-hmm. yeah, was I stinky? Oh, yeah. I was super stinky. <laughs> yeah. But... I felt really beautiful, mm-hmm. and I think that was the first time I, I, like, accepted that and was excited about it. And then I feel like that opened me up to being more feminine and taking better care of yeah. myself and, like, dressing up and having, like, having some style yeah. and just moving forward with that. glamorous to Because, it. like, growing up, my mom was very minimal. Like, she wasn't a makeup person. She wasn't a hair person. So I didn't really learn those things at all. So for me, it was either just watching other women or, you know, like I had never had somebody do my makeup before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I like that part, too, because I'm a mom and I, I don't do my makeup a ton. So I guess getting glamorous or clipping my extensions in for show day. That weave. Oh, I love that weave. Like, don't get me wrong. that It is one of my favorite parts. And that's why I now do hair and makeup yeah. for no, girls right. and competitors. Yeah. I love show day. But like now I'm, the rest I'm, of it is not glamorous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. The, you look the like Gollum suits. the week of, and then you look like Barbie the day of. There is the know, best right? meme out there of Pink yeah. League versus Shoday. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. And like, I, it, it does make women feel beautiful, like on that day, absolutely. But the points leading up to that point, like Peak Week, did you feel glamorous? Oh my God. <laughs> no, I felt wretched. Yeah. I was wretched. I, yeah, we were tanning on Tuesday, Wednesday, so I was full of dream tan yeah. or whatever we were wearing and pro tan there we go so no no we not used at all. we used to do tanning like that so when we started there was no spray tan right uh-huh. there was the hand oh. applied with the roller mm-hmm. the color and that's what we had to do for my second show. we did yeah. like we started like wednesday 
you you tan yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, show day, uh-huh. and like you smell so terrible. <laughs> like you don't want anyone around you and you're like oh my gosh like I didn't realize it was going to be this bad like when you see the tan (laughs) from far away it looks great when you're wearing it up close you're like oh I hope nobody smells me right now yeah like I might look pretty but don't smell me don't touch me it only looks good on stage right yeah photos with your friends and family are going out later that night yeah Yeah. you little cray and just wait till the days after the show when you look like you have leprosy those are the great days See, I, like, I don't know. I usually don't. I'm dark-skinned anyways, so when I'm tan and then I showered off, I just look very tan. Got it. But it wasn't, like, super terrible. I speckle. Speckle hard. She speckled. Yep. Speckle. Since then. Speckle. (laughs) But I think overall, with any expectations that we all took when we were getting into our contest prep, that we were enlightened or enjoyed things along Mm -hmm. the way. Yep but you're just going to have twists and turns on what you expected it to be, Mm -hmm. what it turned out to be. And I think in the main point is how are you handling your reaction? How are you handling handling the outcome? Mm -hmm. Or how are you handling when the situation is going on? So that's what you would say. Like, so what would you say to put your expectations on? Like, what should you expect going into your show? Or like, where should you set your personal expectations when it comes to placing and your happiness? For me, I like, obviously didn't expect to win my pro card, but I expected to feel proud of the physique. And I made a post two weeks before I competed and said, I don't care what the judges think. Like I saw a progress picture and I was like, I am proud of that photo. Like I'm proud of that physique. And that was important at some point to feel that before I stepped on stage. Totally. Cause I didn't want to have to rely on the judges feedback to feel that pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of women expect to have the judges tell them to, that they can feel that pride. Yep. And they don't feel it beforehand. Mm-hmm. You, I really had to feel it beforehand. And how about you? I, I realized that for me, I had to reframe what winning meant. Oh, so oh, instead okay. of saying that winning is first place, yep. winning is actually just getting on the stage. You know, winning is also not the body fat percentage. It's not the weight that you're at. Mm-hmm. It's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Winning is getting on stage and doing your best. And like... So I had to think about it that way. And then for me, setting goals instead of expectations worked a lot better. Mm-hmm. When I set expectations, um, I mean, I expected of myself to do my best. So that was an expectation right, that I had. Right. But that's also something that is, you know, that's up to you to decide. Did you do your best? Mm-hmm. If you're really happy with it, you're really proud of it, that's awesome. So the win for me was like before I got on the stage, I made it. You know, I made the commitment. I got there. It was good. You know, so that was that was just yeah. I had to reframe that and for to myself. Me, and I think that's a big thing. And I even have reiterated that with a lot of my clients or people I've talked to on the day of the show. And I'm a great I'm a great coach the day of the show, too. Mm-hmm. I like chatting with people. But at the same time, it's like you showed up today. Mm-hmm. You did this long ass prep with the hard days. I know about your hard days. Like those mm-hmm. are the people I want to talk to the day of the show. I'd be like, I know it wasn't easy and you're here. Like mm-hmm. take pride in wh- what you're doing and just embrace what happens on stage and, and just run with it and let it drive you into the next goal, whether it be in fitness or our bodybuilding or a different fitness category, right. whatever it, to it another Category of life. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and it's also interesting to see like, how, how it changes as you progress, like how your expectation changes, how your goals change and how you feel about it. Because at some point for me, I decided like the physique that they want isn't the one that I have and nor is it the one that I want. Mm-hmm. So when do you say like, I don't want bigger lats. I don't want right. bigger glutes. I don't want this, whatever mm-hmm. you're asking for, because it's my body and I right. get to decide how mm-hmm. I want it to yeah, look. Absolutely. And if you don't like it, I don't need your approval or permission. Right. I'm going to get up and rock that stage regardless of whether you like my physique yeah. or not. Cause right. I don't, I really don't care right. what you think of me. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy this, this aspect of it. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, I liked, I enjoyed getting lean and seeing what was going on underneath there. Mm-hmm. Cause with my first show six years ago, that was pre two children. Yeah. And it was a different, Big. it was a very softer, athletic look for the NAMBF. So they've added a lot of muscle into the bikini since there and a lot leaner. Mm-hmm. So I was excited to see 
I didn't know what was happening underneath there. I knew I didn't have a lot of gains over the six years. I have some pictures and it was like zero gains, six years. But you know what? I made two human beings. So there, that was that's it. it. That's huge. Gained so two humans. I gained two nuts to me. Let's chalk that up as a win. I right? know, right? But I was more, my expectations of that is just seeing what, what's going on over there and can I still peel it all off, even though my skin has gone through a basketball in it and stretched out and can I tighten up the, the hamstrings and the skin on the glutes? Mm -hmm. Because you turn around 35 plus, that is sometimes a sure tell tale right there. No, I'm never going to age. Young and old. I'm, so, not, I'm not aging. I'm just letting my, you know. My mini goals weren't walking. I mean, awards are great. But at the same time, like my goal was to be able to turn around on stage and not look 36 mm -hmm. sitting in, you know, because the glutes and the hamstrings and the legs start to change after time. It's We need to fight differently, our different battles and different bodies. So it was just very fun to see, can I get to where, mm -hmm. where I want to be? Um, it's um, the exact same thing that like you said i just read a facebook or instagram post from um ifbb bikini pro india paulino she had a baby like nine months ago and she went and competed and she didn't get even top 10 or something and she made a post about the exact thing she was like this no guys no. i don't be sad for me like no. i won like no. I, I went up there today and like i had an awesome time just like i've done she's like i've won the titles like i didn't come here to win today like yeah. i came here to get back on mm -hmm. and like just squeeze out and a baby had, and like back on track like that was her win had, she we was had like, a natural pro we were at a show a natural pro went through that and yep. her physique didn't peak like the very last time she was on stage as a pro but she had a baby less than a year ago and what she was able to do with that right. body in one year i was like you look what you've done holy mm -hmm. cow you won <laughs> you're only priming that body and you are right there running with the big girls so you like you won just getting back on stage in just over a year of having a child and skin muscle everything when you're mm -hmm. breastfeeding everything's different it's mm -hmm. harder to get there it's different it's a different everything's different, hard right yeah it's a different journey so just being able to be confident being a mom or someone who's competing and worried about having children or being able to get back you can it, it, i mean it is possible <laughs> and they kill it those moms mm -hmm. out there they kill it they yeah, do that's, great. Well, I don't have any excuses like that. Like, I'm just trying to like, holy cats. That's impressive. I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's interesting to see how people like, and I think that the most important part of that is making your health and your happiness a priority, regardless of what you do. Like whether you get on stage, whether you work towards any kind of goal, is is making yourself a priority in your own life and taking care of you without. Like a lot of women just put themselves last, you know, it's family, it's, it's marriage, family, like all of these other things, job, and they're like last on their own list. And then so, their health comes into play. Yeah. And then I meet a lot of moms, they wait until their children are older. I'm going to wait till they move out. I'm going to wait till they're older. I'm going to wait. Don't wait. Like it's you only, life. you, why yeah. are you going to wait five to 10 years to move on with goals or your children can watch you achieve things and learn from you while you mm -hmm. do that. They're going to learn more if they watch you work hard towards things than them just trying to achieve it or you only supporting them. And mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing for me with some of the stuff that I've been doing in my life is I kept hearing women of my with children the same age mm -hmm. as mine, five and two and a half, saying, I will later, I will wait. Or I heard the moms that have the 10-year-olds saying they did wait. And I'm just like, why is everyone waiting? We're not like, what here are you for, waiting we're for? not here for right. that long, people. <laughs> right. Why are you waiting? And that's your opportunity to enlighten that child. Or, or you know, even if it's a mm -hmm. friend or just you're just in a couple relationship, quit waiting. Yeah. Just just plan better and make it happen if if that's if you so choose. Do it now and like just be the best version of whatever you can be. Like that mm -hmm. was my biggest thing. Just be better than you. Like everyone says, you versus you. It's not about the other people. Well, like whatever. <laughs> okay. At least but, nobody could see them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's true. We got hand gestures going on here. <laughs> They're good ones. <laughs> just be the best version of you that you can be. Yeah. Be better than you were last time. Just improve in some way. And Even if it's not your yeah. physique. Mm -hmm. And there's no no problem in be, feeling good about yourself or being proud of what you've accomplished. I feel like a lot of people like get in the struggle 
and they don't take that sense of ownership and pride. And that's, that's a hard one. I think a lot of women don't feel comfortable owning that, mm-hmm. you know, just saying like, Hey, I'm really proud of myself. I did this, you know, whatever, screw the outcome. Right. You know, I did right. it. I'm proud of myself. Right. There's nothing wrong with like yeah. claiming that or yeah. owning that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll take full ownership on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I will, I don't wear it on my sleeve. If someone asks me, you know, I'll talk about I it. I wear my medal every day. I, I, you do. She does. She sleeps in her medal. I've seen her. No, I think it's proud. in the garage. She tucks yes. it in. But yeah. if someone asks, I get really excited to talk about it. Yeah. If someone right. asks, because mm-hmm. it was such a big thing and, and, it was a big goal checkoff mm-hmm. list of mine, but I kind of take a more relaxed approach about it when I talk about it. I come from the mom perspective, and it's less of a, that competition drive of this, 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 and more of a, I'm going to make it work how I can. Yeah, I'm going to try. Here we're trying. I love meeting the moms or the, the gals who are like, hey, I'm just here to try. And you know that they're coming in to have fun and try to see what they can do and see what they can achieve. and. That's a, that's what living is, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what makes tomorrow more fun along the way. What do you what do you feel like like I'm just kind of off topic, but what do you guys feel like the future of the industry is right now? Ooh, I'm curious. I am curious. Oh, we are at an intersection. Oh my god, uh, we have been at a crossroads. We've hit so many crossroads in the last. So, I mean, what's been 10, 12 years, we've been both kind of floating in it. Camille, you're in five now, maybe, but you've yeah. lived it. Yeah. Both yeah. your brothers. Been going were, to yeah. shows since I was 11. Um, the, so the bodybuilding industry in the last three to five years had a huge rapid growth. It literally, boof, it blew up mm-hmm. with so many shows. Shows left and right so down the road, up the street. Shows while some were growing. <laughs> I know, they started blowing up. Everyone wanted to do a show. But then as they were growing and they thought they'd disperse and be big, now a couple are kind of medium size and some are smaller, which is really hard. You know, do you let go of a show or what do you do with mm-hmm. it? And then there's crossroads of the different federations. It's, it's, um, it's affected our business. I can mm-hmm. tell you that coming as a business professional, it's um, a completely different game right now yep. for us, but we, we ride a cautious wave and we're very aware of everything. Um, sales are different for bikinis because shows are smaller. We rolled the wave up of 20 mm-hmm. some competitors in a show, yeah. 30. Um, the bigger shows are still pretty big, but I don't know where it holds with the naturals on where they're going to be with stuff yeah. and what direction. I don't know. You I go. hope that all of the shows become super fun and exciting. Like, I want to see, oh, sorry, go attending ahead. that P4P show Spot. was like, I didn't want to come. I went before I got to the show. I was like, I'm not competing for three years. After that one, I was like, all right, Desi, can we make this happen next summer? I want to compete in that show. It was fun. Like, it was just like a okay. fun It was a lot experience. of experience. Like, they, it looks like fun. They provided entertainment, uh, similar to not a, even more entertainment than I would say the DFACT shows were, mm-hmm. maybe more WBFF kind of. Like Fitness America. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but even they had entertainers in between and they had the cool. MC. So, and then we threw that fashion show yeah. in the middle of it. So oh, it was fun. fun. It was, a, fun. it was, you sat down and you were like, you entertained. were going, you were entertained. And I really enjoyed that. I would like to see now that, um, just in the, the IPE category in the, not necessarily NMBF, more IPE, the pro level, because mm-hmm. Camille's a pro. My husband's a pro. We, I know a lot of pros in there and I love the IPE. I just wish the pros got paid out a little bit better. Like Riley did okay on all of his shows, but we're still in the hole. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there was no glorification. So they get a medal on stage, but, and they're paying a higher entry fee to be there and they're barely getting it paid back. Their Mm -hmm. entry fee isn't getting covered when they place third. So I wish it would be a little bit more glorification for the people who are putting that time in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to get there. It is. Give them something. But how, like, I guess I don't understand exactly how the the payment money works, how they how that's raised, how that's provided. Right, right. But if it's coming from the promoter, from that business, from that show, if all the show numbers are down, how can we expect payments right. to go up? Right. Because <clears throat> when you split yeah. classes, you have to double awards. We yeah. get we get the numbers, yeah. but it's like you can't get the pros to show up if they're barely getting paid it back. Yeah. While winning. If you're third and you barely get your entry fee back, how hard is it to get that pro back on stage again? It's expensive. Yeah. And, and like, 
numbers are down for all like across, across the board all federations every federation and yeah. it feels like so when i started competing 2006 2008 2009 was bikini got introduced yep. and then we had a huge Whoa. spike yep. blew, blew right up and it wasn't like it used to be like fight club like mm-hmm. like everyone knew kind yeah. of that it was there it was very respectful very integrity filled and then all of a sudden it just like blew up and now mm-hmm. everyone was doing these shows and then i felt like we had a plateau like maybe uh 15 16 17 mm-hmm. and i feel like well maybe maybe like 13 14 15 and then now we've been it kind started of on the dropping downside. in the last year or so yeah so we're seeing you know year shows getting canceled so. mm-hmm. we're, yep. we're seeing attendance at big international shows um a fifth of the size that they wow. normally are so the promoters are probably faced with you know like financials hey, absolutely financially how do we still provide this experience mm-hmm. and how do we show people what i think is missing right now in the industry is value mm-hmm. like people are not valued what you're talking about is value totally mm-hmm. and yeah don't mind me we're not worried i'm not worried about 250 dollars. right i go to bed at night just fine that is not the thing it's the value that the pros bring to it and they provide and what are you gaining back? I went to um, the NPC Nationals, the North American Town of Pittsburgh, um, mm-hmm. like a month ago with my boyfriend. He competed there. And so the entry fee is like $225. And so obviously there's a ton, there was like 40 people in some classes and I'm like doing the math real quick and I'm like, okay, like I'm expecting this competitor swag bag to be like, cool. There was a the crappiest drawstring bag I've seen, a not awesome t-shirt and three protein bars and i was like that is the national stage like that not that it's all about the swag bag but like i was like well that's disappointing what happened to your money and then they were rushing him on stage like they were like don't do that don't do that you have to go as fast as possible because it was a huge show and they wanted you know move things along which i respect a timely show but it was still like he was not valued as a competitor at that show and i'm sure many other people were weren't as well and that frustrates me that's the issue because when people don't feel valued Mm -hmm. they don't come back totally like if you have an experience like that it's it's hard to come back to so anything that's going on like not even just in the industry, but in the world, if you are not creating value, if you're not creating an experience, if you're not giving something back, then why were, why are people pursuing what you're offering? Right. Mm-hmm. So right. I think that that's kind of where we're at. And I feel like either there's going to be a big rebirth or we're we're starting we're witnessing a fizzle back to the original numbers yeah. of what was 10 years ago yeah. yeah and again so shows will have to go away or they run a small show and you can't run a small show because then you really can't make any money you're just getting right. by um then passion Unless, only drives yeah. you you know but then but to to produce value you have to make a profit totally because if you are making a profit you can't continue to offer any mm-hmm. kind of value or experience so it kind of goes hand in hand and and like it would be interesting to see how it plays out you know if mm-hmm. if in five years you know we've consolidated a lot of these natural federations into one conglomerate mm-hmm. instead of having so many factions because i think that that's part of the problem is there's too many right. options so if if everyone kind of put ego and opinion aside and decided to work together for the greater good mm-hmm. and said hey we're gonna we're gonna like put it aside, smash this and just like, let's, what can we do mm-hmm. and how we, can we do better for the competitors? How can we create a better experience? How can we make a profit mm-hmm. and continue to offer this great experience? Right. Because the NPC IFBB, you saw the numbers there. They might not be going down as quickly as everyone mm-hmm. else's are, but they're definitely, yeah. they're definitely yeah. going down. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. In they different are. categories. Yeah. Different. yeah. And I would say we're coming from a region of the U S that is, we had big shows. Mm-hmm. We have some of the biggest shows in the United States. Not always the biggest, but we've had some, especially yeah. in the natural side. Mm-hmm. We were running with some big shows mm-hmm. and competitive shows. Mm-hmm. So we have a taste of that. Um, the MPC shows were even getting big, and they weren't. They were qualifier qualifiers for junior nationals. Just think of what a regional show would be around here. But um, there's just so there's too many right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's too much supply and not enough demand, and now the consumer has the power to, to put their money right. where they, they think that they're going to have the biggest value and the best experience. 
And that's really going to impact the people that are, are running that, who are promoting that, because mm-hmm. that's going to say who stays and who goes, because right. I think people are going to go. Absolutely. No. Nope. It's, it's going to have to happen. Yeah. Something. Something will give. Absolutely. And I also think just a slight blurb of kind of expectations and correlating with happiness. And it sounds really counterintuitive and kind of like pessimistic, but like if you set your expectations low, you're more often to be happy. It's the greatest. And like, don't take that the wrong way. Like, I mean that in like a way no, that you're going to be happy. Yeah, I am one to always set low bars. Just, but then when I leap over that bar yeah. way higher than ever expected, it feels real good. Oh, I feel like Superwoman. Yeah. But I don't then look for other people to fulfill that Superwoman feeling. Like, I know I set a low bar, but at least it was a bar I knew I could get mm-hmm. over. And, and over things you, you can control. When you turn that you can you can kick butt at it. Yeah, I feel good, but I always like I look inward for that feeling. Yeah. I then don't need other people to pat me on the back mm-hmm. and say it's, good job. Yeah, and it's like you almost underpromise and overdeliver yeah. because mm-hmm. that feels better than overpromise and underdeliver. Safety net. Oh, yeah. I call it a safety yeah. net. Or yeah. it's a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like <laughs> training wheels. So you fall. Training you know? wheels. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm more in favor of setting the bar moderate. We're yeah. not going to say yeah. low. Yeah. But yeah. don't set the bar super high because you're just going to end up being disappointed. Especially right. not right away because if it's something that you want to pursue, you know, and do maybe a few more times, if you set it too high and you create an experience that isn't enjoyable, you're not going to come back to it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. And set them about things that you can control. Don't set yeah. your expectation around something you have no influence over. Right. Placing. Otherwise, <clears throat> placing. Just set them on things that you can. can what? Placing. Placing. Oh, placing. Oh, placing. I thought you said Pisces. I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. Placing. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. You can't. All right. You any other closing? That. Closing thoughts other than set the bar low? I hope. I hate to end it on this. Overachieve. I hope this podcast was everything you were expecting it to be. And more. Uh, It was because I set that bar just (laughs) right. Oh, my God. I prepared my show notes on the drive-in. We only had to whap flies for a little bit here at the fair, but it's been good. No, Mm -hmm. it well exceeded my expectations. I thought we had a great conversation, and I hope that that provides a lot of value for all the current competitors going into their shows this fall. And anyone who has competed, you know, maybe about to reflect upon their experiences in the past and maybe where their expectations were and how they can maybe improve upon them in the future and just have, you know, try, try again. Right. Right. That's all you Get can back do. Up again. Have fun while you're doing it. Have make the decision of having fun before you even show up that day. Mm-hmm. That and, day is already awesome. And create your own experience. It doesn't have to be like anyone else's. It can be what you want and what you need. Just do it for yourself. You know, take that responsibility. Perfect. I love it. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.